from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to the Desert Scene. I'm your host Bonnie G here with actually with uh, John McMullen is fig- filling in as my producer today, and we are welcoming back. Uh, he's, he's a veteran on the show here. Michael Shaw is a good buddy of mine. He's the artistic director at Desert Desert Performs, and their new season is uh, kicking off later this month. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Bonnie. How are you? Good. So that's the fifteenth season. Wow, that's kind. Oh it, my does, God. <laughs> does it seem like that many years ago that you started? You know what? Um, so we started the company when I was 24. So it just flopped. <laughs> of course not. Of That's course, of course. <laughs> um, you know what? In some ways it does. And then in some ways it doesn't because we kind of, you know, we've gone through these evolutions, these transitions. So yeah. every few years, it seems like we're a new company. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. feels like, okay, we were this kind of company back at the beginning. And then we started doing these kinds of things and we've evolved. And so I think there's just a natural kind of like growing up. I yes. mean, you're, you're, you know, when you're five and six, you're like, okay, I love cartoons. I love playing in the yard and mud and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then when you're like nine, that changes. It changes. And then you become 12 or 13. And so yeah. I think it's kind of like, I feel like, you know, just growing up and going through all these stages of, you know, I don't know if we're at puberty yet or if mm-hmm. we're like, the senior citizen retirement. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we are right now. So, yeah, I was going to ask you if you had to describe what kind of theater company are you now? Are you going into the 15th season? How would you describe it, the changes? Um, there's clearly a lot more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, because when we started this, Danielle and I were just like, you know, we were too you know, younger actors who just wanted to try you know, do our own yeah. stuff and yeah. be able to try it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was really no pressure back then. It was just mm-hmm. like, you know, we get to do what we want and it was in our free time and all that stuff. And now obviously, you know, uh, over the last few years we've become, um, you know, we're an equity theater now. Right. And so we have that responsibility, which is a huge responsibility just, um, to our agreement with equity, but also to the community and the kind of work that we do. So um, that presents its own challenges. But at the same time, what I look forward to, and I think what's really exciting is the audience has kind of grown with us and matured with us because we're doing stuff that's really, really, um, I don't want to use, I, I, it's really ballsy. I mean, we're really okay. doing stuff that's kind that, of like... That's a good word. the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because not everybody can do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And our audience has really kind of uh, rose to the occasion and said, this is what we expect from you now. Right, right. You have a... Yeah. So, so, so now, is, was there a theme? You Don't you usually have sort of a theme when you pick the shows each season? You know what? I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't have a theme. I... Um, I have in my back pocket plays that I've always wanted, you know, I always want to do. And they come to fruition whenever I start to put together the the season, like Mm -hmm. um, Bright New Boise, which is our second show of the season, is a play that I've wanted to do for probably five, six years. And it never felt right 
with the other stuff I was, you know, I was doing as I started to put together the season. Mm-hmm. So the season kind of unfolds based on like that first show I pick, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just like, okay, so the first show, which is Choir Boy, mm-hmm. um, is very different from us, you know, very different for us. Um, but it's a pride, it's a pride event. It's an LGBT storyline. And we always try to do an LGBT story, um, because we launch our season during Pride. So um, we try to serve the community with our first show. And so this this answered that call, much like last year, it was Girlfriend, which was a, which was a gay love story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of just rolls out from there. And so Brighton Beach, uh, Brighton Boise, you know, on my desk for years, I looked at it and I thought, you know what? Maybe this is the maybe this is the, you know the year to do it, and um, Hobby Lobby is <laughs> Hobby Lobby is a subject is you know um, in the news and has been off and on for the last yeah. number of years. Yeah. So so um, it pulls that in. It pulls in uh, conservatism and all the all the all the everything that goes along with the politicization of you know so much that's going on in our, in our world right now. Yeah. Um, and then our third show, which is a funny thing happened on the way to the, and it's the most longest title I've uh, ever seen. Have, yes, of a play. Time. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, relatively new play, but hysterically funny. Hysterically funny, and deals with a serious subject matter being cancer. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really the story of the relationship between a comedian and her dying mother, mm. and um, it's bitterly funny. Um, when I say that, we're kind of stepping out on the, you know, the edge of the diving board this season. Um, there's a lot of language. It's a lot of language. And we, you know, we, we give everybody the heads up about that, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a play about the language, but mm-hmm. she's a comedian. She's a comedian. So she's, she's a little salty. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Very salty. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But um, uh, wonderfully, wonderfully funny and poignant story. And then uh, Garbala just came out of a new play. It's, I mean, th- I think this is ours is the third or fourth production in the country. It's a brand new play. It hasn't even been published yet. And I came across it through one of those new script websites. You know, I'm, I subscribe to any number of sites and they send you scripts and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a buddy comedy, which is different from what we've normally done. But it takes place in the cab of a New York City sanitation truck. <laughs> and, Interesting, um, yeah. It's really, I just saw it in Chicago. Actually, one of my favorite theaters in Chicago, North Flight, just produced it. They're actually closing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had already decided to do it, and then a couple months after I had gotten the license to do it, um, I was perusing you know, the boards and everything, and it popped up, and I said, oh my God, North Flight's doing it. So I immediately thought, I gotta see it. I gotta see it because yeah. it's. I mean, it's a challenge technically. It's an incredibly challenging play technically. And you know, Clark, my partner, husband, executive director, everything, mm-hmm. turns to me and goes, "You know, how are you going to do this?" I'm like, "Oh, we'll figure it out." You yeah. know, he, always, he always does that. He's like, he's like are you, "How are we going to do this?" I said, "I, I don't know." Um, it's a great story. We'll just figure it out because it always comes down to the story and the script. Yeah. Now, is that um, a, is that just two, it, is is that a two person uh, play that the garbologist? Okay, it is. It is, um, and uh, it's uh, a single black mother who's down 
on her luck mm-hmm. and she gets a job and it's her first starts it starts uh, with her first day at the job on the job with a white uh, working class conservative man. Oh dear! And yeah. they and it, it's uh, you know sparks fly and the relationship grows and it becomes really this wonderful blossoming relationship and friendship that happens over the course of time mm-hmm. um, and a connection that we don't even see. There's a connection deep deep down down the play you know in the further on in the pages of the play that there's a relationship comes from some something historic you know in history and you're mm. like. You know, so it's a great surprise. It's a great surprise. Now, how um, many, how many, I know you're directing a couple of these or are you directing all of them? Um, no, I'm actually, Choir Boy is being directed by Michael Matthews out okay. of uh, Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, this show was a little bit, was a challenging show um, to cast because it's a primarily black cast and five of the actors have to sing and dance. Wow. So we yeah. went to Los Angeles to cast this. Mm hmm. So the show is actually going to be in rehearsal in Los Angeles, directed by Michael in L.A., okay. and then we'll move the company here at the end of October. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to direct, I'll direct Boise. Okay. Um, right near Boise. Um, I'm interviewing directors right now for the third piece. Um, I want to be able to really bring as, as much talent into the company as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to direct, you know, show after show after show. Oh, sure. So, Absolutely. Um, so I'm directing. So um, I'm looking for a director right now. I've interviewed a couple directors for the third show, and then I'm going to come back and do Garbologist okay. um, in April. H- have you have you uh, cast everything already? Did you have trouble? I mean, so uh, you went to LA for Choir Boy. Did you have difficulty finding the right people for these shows, or or did it fall into place fairly quickly? No, actually, I um, uh, I, I held I held local auditions here in. Or I put a call to hold local auditions in the desert. And because we had, um, did that, uh, we had, I had uh, made the audition call much later in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get the response that I needed here locally. Okay. Because as you know, our, you know, our, our community here is very small. Yeah, yeah. And most everybody was already booked. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a res- the response that I, that I really needed. So I had to go to Los Angeles um, to cast Bright New Boise. I'm still casting it, mm-hmm. um, but we have a local actress who will be in it, which is great. I'm excited to, uh, I can't tell you that now, but once I announce the full cast, I'll be able to re- reveal who that is. Okay. Um, but one of the things that we're obligated to do with equity is I have to, I have to hold principal auditions for every show now. Yeah. Okay. I can't do seasonal auditions. And so that's, that's kind of a, that's a challenge. It's a bummer because I like to be able to you know, pull everybody together at one time and kind of look at all the talent and cast, you know, uh, for the season. And now I can't do that. And that's, um, that's kind of, that makes it harder because that means I have yeah. to hold four separate auditions. So what was the, um, so this is the first season that you, uh, that you're now in equity theater. Is that correct? This, this is- no, no, this what? is actually our fourth season. Okay. This is our fourth season, but we're rolling out every, we're in what's called a transitional agreement. So over the course of four to five years, our responsibilities become greater as each year passes. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Well, before, if you were offered an agreement to become an equity theater, you say, you know, based on the size of your house, Mm -hmm. 
feel like, okay, you're going to be an SPT, which is the category is small professional theater, and you fall under that agreement. In the past, if you were offered that, you had all the responsibility of that agreement from the very beginning in, in regards to casting so many actors, providing health insurance, providing pension, having auditions for every show and going to lots you know, the, and it was overwhelming. And I told them, I said, you, yeah. you realize I can't do all of this all together at one time. Yeah. And so they voted as a board to do a transitional. So every year. There's more responsibility. Have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're at the tail end of that. So we've been transitioning for almost five seasons. Okay. Gotcha. Well, it sounds very exciting. So the first show, again, you open October 28th, Choir Boy. Um, but people can get tickets at desertperforms.org. Or is there a phone number they can call for tickets also? Yes, yes. 760-322-0179. Okay. And you Zero. can press, I think it's you press uh, 1 for the for box Well, Michael Shaw, congratulations. Yeah. Your 15th season. It's so exciting. And Desert always does wonderful stuff. I've never seen anything that wasn't terrific there. I, honestly. Thank that's you so truth. much. Thank you so much. And congratulations to you on Razzle Dazzle. Oh, thank oh, you. I'm, I appreciate I'm, it. Can't wait. All right. Hope you, go, hope you get to see it. All right. Michael Shaw going into the 15th season. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll talk to all of you on the next time on The Desert Scene.